This is Jan Cox, talk number 2,563, recorded August 11th, 2000. Here's the written news. There was once a man who shared our certain interest and who looked into activities known as working for awakening, seeking enlightenment, and struggling for liberation, and quickly realized them all to be the same thing. And after years of privately pursuing the matter and arriving at his own understanding of what it was actually about, he came up with his own name for it. To himself, he thought of what he was attempting to do as, quote, trying to stop. In the allegorical journey from Paris to Istanbul, there is the eventual necessity for you to pay no mind to the superfluous scenery along the way. And note that all such inner scenery is composed of naught but thoughts and words. What better description is there for what an experienced and insightful traveler is attempting to accomplish than for him to say, I'm trying to stop. To call it anything more complicated than this is to tell lies about it. Lies that cause you to believe that you know more about it than you do. Which is, constructively, nothing. So, no matter what name men may give to it, and regardless of how they may describe the goal of their efforts, all who attempt to make this journey are after the same thing. They're simply trying to stop. Some scoff at the notion of there being a great secret in life, of which ordinary men are unaware but their scoffing is misplaced, for there is such a secret, and it's this. It's everything that goes on constantly all around you while you're too absorbed in thought to notice it. And someone carps, but there's no need for me to be aware of every single thing that's going on around me. <laughs> Sir, I've never said that there is. But his kvetching continues. <laughs> Plus, quoting him, most of what goes on doesn't interest me and certainly doesn't affect me. End quote. Obviously, an ordinary reasonable mind is speaking here and one to which any further comment on the matter will be wasted. And one man, apparently not so reasonable and ordinary, had a tattoo on one arm running from his wrist to his shoulder, which read, quote, So, here I stand, my mind constantly looking out at life, searching for the goal, for awakening, for enlightenment, when it is my mind itself and nothing else that is, in fact, the actual goal that it's looking for. If you recognize the difference between a subject 
and an object and see the distinction between in here and out there, then you haven't got a clue. The secret missing piece for success in this is to realize that life is everything else that goes on while you're too busy thinking to notice. There is an overlooked law of physics in man's secondary realm that bears directly on this matter. Quoting, Nothing affects anything else, and everything affects everything else. And only your thinking about things keeps you blind to this fact. What a picture. The dutiful little sailor up in the crow's nest, constantly scanning the horizon on the lookout for the promised land. When in truth, he is it. He is the only it there is. What a picture. What a story. What a story. What a sight. I know you didn't ask me, but that's still one of my favorite pictures in the world. When I keep coming up, you don't hear them all, but all of these metaphors and allegories. But it's my little mind, and yours, I might add, struggling, frantically, fitfully, faithfully, dutifully, seriously, sincerely, just as though it wants to burst out through my forehead, just constantly, a lifetime spent looking, books, Lectures, people, behaviors, always looking for that missing piece, the secret. Awakening's out there. The whole thing, it's out there. And here it is. Look, look, look. And it is what it's looking for. I'll just bet you, no offense, but I'll just bet you that most of you still, regardless of your efforts, I bet your ears immediately mechanically hear that as being a metaphor of some sort. It is not a metaphor. There it is. That's what makes it so beautiful to me. So chuckle-producing. That there it is, looking, looking, looking. Of course, most people say it's themselves looking. A lifetime of looking. But it's right here that's looking, and it's looking, and it's looking. Now imagine those who have gone, imagine those who have made such efforts as to travel all over the world, visiting different teachers and schools. And it's bad enough going to the library and checking out all these books, but Jesus. But anyway, there they are. And many people, would-be mystics, have an explanation. Kind of part of the collective thinking of, a certain sort of people, that there is this spark in them. That fate or the gods, destiny, has put, what would you call it, like a low jack device? <laughs> it's like this searching kind of mechanism that's trying to home in on where the secret is. You know, the right teacher is a very common one. You know, if you try this one, you go to, you know, India... If you live in India, you go, you know, go to Georgia. If you live in China, you know. But anyway, you go here and you go there. And it's like it's pulling you. 
And you go for one place and go, well, that's not quite it. But your mind doesn't give up. This homing device says, well, let's go here. So you go from India to Tibet, Puerto Rico, Osaka. But imagine, if you heard about that, amongst ordinary would-be waker-uppers, people actually trying to stop. I think they are. Amongst themselves, their peers, such a person would pass as being extremely active in the great struggle. At least they don't just sit home and read books. And there it is, their mind. As though it's driving them, leading them. Go here. Well, that wasn't it. Now go here, go here, go here, go. Now repeat, it's not an allegory. The mind is looking for itself. It's not an allegory to say that the mind is awakening. It is. That the mind is enlightenment. And when I say the mind, I mean your mind. That's it. It's the truth. It's the secret. It's the great liberation. But notice, until you, shall we say, know the trick, your mind can hear that and go, well, okay, but where? I'm looking. That's why when I say that unless you see it, I know, regardless of your best intentions, you'll still see it, hear it as an allegory. Because I say, well, the mind is what you, everyone's always been looking for. I mean, the Buddhas of the world, and the Jesuses and Moses, you know, can say they're looking for the promised land, the great liberation, the great awakening, the great escape from delusion. It all sounds nice, but what they're doing, what the mind is looking for, is itself. But you can tell the mind that if it doesn't know the secret. And you can tell the mind that, and the mind goes, well, okay, well, what does that mean? means what it says. And the mind looks some more like, well, no, I don't, what does it mean? And there it is looking again. Well, I'm sorry I interrupted the news. I just... <sighs> Back to the news. One man had gone off to one of those so-called mystical schools <coughs> and had not been heard from for many years. And finally his brother went to see him. And after the greetings and hugs were over, they sat down in private, and the brother said, So tell me, what have you been doing all this time? And the man answered, I've been trying to stop. The brother left, fairly satisfied with his visit, except for days he puzzled over the question, trying to stop what? Hmm. A man asked a mystic, is it possible to talk and be awake at the same time? And the wise one replied, only if you talk real, real slow. To believe that it is the eye of your mind that directs your life is to be greatly deluded. And to believe that it is some identifiable supernatural force outside of you that directs your life is to be even more deluded. I trust I've cleared up this matter once and for all.
After having been privy to one of tonight's earlier news items, one man rushed off to his nearest mystically inclined friend and said, Tell me, what is it that I'm trying so hard to do? And his friend offered, Trying to wake up? The man shook his head, no. And his friend tried, Searching for enlightenment? Nope, replied the man. And his friend tried, uh, Struggling for liberation? And again, the man shook his head and said, no, I'm just trying to stop. They were then both silent for quite a long time till the first man stood up, nodded to his friend as they both slyly smiled and left. From somewhere up in the rigging, the people down on deck heard a voice cry out, ah, verbosity and unnecessary mental ornamentation, thou art not. The promised land. And the endless lapping waves continued to ask the question, trying to stop what? Anyone who speaks about liberation and is not themselves free only repeats the words of others. This includes the matter of your own thoughts talking to you about it. A boy complained, my mind is too full of itself, to which his father responded, ah, but not enough, for if it were completely so, you'd be free of it. Translated into a different setting, this is why only actual, actually stopping it is adequate, and merely trying to is not. There is no greater example in the life of a man wherein it is a matter of it being all or nothing. Which brings us to the end of the news and presents the question, are you ready for tonight's point blank shot in the face? Are you ready? Okay, here it is. If you didn't try to stop it, you wouldn't be wanting to stop it. Did everybody catch that one in your teeth? Well, I guess I'll just tell you the truth, since I don't know really what to say about it. I guess I'll find out if I have anything. I am greatly taken, personally by the description of all of this as being trying to stop. I can't encourage enough from my view, from my experience, and from my experience. I cannot encourage enough the attempt to think differently. Those two words are actually all a man needs to know to get to the bottom of this kind of activity, to get to the bottom of what he is. Based upon my profitable experience of always struggling to think differently, as I have noted, I have continually throughout my life just sort of a continuing hobby, you might say, of looking for a new description 
a new wife made understand what this is, regardless of understanding what being awake is. It's not a matter that I don't know to bring you to remind you from experience. But the fact is, looking back on everything that I had thought about up until this point, in the ways I described it to myself, in ways in which I have described it to you, uh, to put it technically, all of them suck. How about one that one out? Pretend I didn't say that. I find them all now to be passe, cliched. And it, even though I have threatened on several occasions that I'm no longer going to even use the terms wake up or be enlightened. And I say that one night, and hell, the next night I'm doing it again. And I can point out, well, you got to call it something. And I assume that most people have their own understanding of what I mean. You know, blah, 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 blah. And yet I still cannot recommend highly enough that you continually try and think differently about everything. You don't have to say anything about it. In most cases, you don't say anything about it. You just bring unnecessary attention, if not grief, to yourself. If you start telling people, hey, do you realize you could look at politics as being blah, blah, blah? You could look at religion as blah, blah, blah? I'm talking about yourself. Thus, I have continued... I continue to do it, even though I know what it is and etc. But I continue. I still find it profitable. And if you don't understand that, I still find it to be great heaps of fun. To find a new way of understanding, a new way of verbally, to myself, if nobody else, of exactly what is this? Exactly what is going on here? If I stop and try to really explain what's the difference in being asleep and being awake. If somebody, if I was out giving a public lecture of some kind, some kind of things I used to do of just showing up with a random audience somewhere, and somebody said, well, exactly what do you mean when you talk about that the purpose of all of this is to awaken? From one very sincere view to myself, the term is meaningless. I just use it so I can keep talking, so I don't have to stop. It means nothing to me. It's just absolutely worn out. I know the reality behind it. The last in my long line of attempts to think differently for the sake of being able to see things from a different angle. All of this, with everything that I understand about it, all the things I know about, all the methods people use and continue to use, and all of the voluminous writings, musings on the matter, people going into more and more detail, greater and greater minutia about what a man's spirit, what a man's mind is trying to do, uh, the kinds of adverse influences of ordinary life that makes it so hard for a man to try and achieve enlightenment and a kind of superior, supernatural clarity of mind to achieve 
a great liberation from the wheel of delusion, the repetitive thing. They go on and on and on. And I understand it all. Now, I've used the terms. But the, my latest, the last in my line, that to me, in a sense, I enjoy when I think about it because I think, Jesus, I should have thought of this 40 years ago. When I first started talking about it, it would have made things a lot easier for me. If I had just thought of that view, if I had been able to realize it, not just thought of the words, because if I didn't realize it, I would have never thought of the words. But instead of, well, here I am trying to awaken, I'm doing my best, or I'm trying to bring back enlightenment, I'm trying to hold on to a more enlightened state, I'm trying to liberate my mind from the mechanical blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm trying to do to me? Now, that's the way it hit me. I'm trying to stop. Three words. Doesn't quite match, think differently. But trying to stop. Not trying to awaken. Not trying to achieve enlightenment. Not trying to affect liberation. I'm trying to stop. If this is of any help. That is a pared-down version because the way it first hit me was instead of, I'm not trying to awaken, I'm trying to stop it. Not awakening. I'm trying to stop it. And for a long time, while, that delighted me. I thought, that's it. But then if you notice tonight, I dropped the it off of the sentence. You can't take this literally. Or, well, why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying. Why don't you take it literally? What the hell? I'm trying to describe something. And so, well, I guess I know, do know why I say it sometimes. Don't take it literally. Because I'm already thinking ahead. And you know I can put myself in a, shall we say, a lesser intellectual position. I assume I can. <laughs> it's hard for me to figure how that works. But... All right, in the position of an ordinary person. I can sure do that. I can understand that. I just thought one of the reasons that I'll say don't take this literally is because I would think, well, there could be some reasonably intelligent person here and go, Jesus, are you serious? That is when it sounds like if I say, well, I, I do so and so. But don't take this literally. I'm just making it, putting it in easy terms that here's something I do. And I can say it. And I imagine some ordinary mind hearing me say and go, you do that? Now I'd say, no, I, I told you I didn't mean it literally. It was just the easiest context in which to present it. Now I got that so confused, I'm not even sure why I stopped and pointed that out. Yes, I am. i just trying to make you feel better in case you, you thought, what the hell was that? It was like, I guess, a diesel truck with a hole in a muffler, bad need of a tune-up, but something went by and you heard the noise. It was all this smoke and stuff, you weren't sure what it was. But You think, well, something happened. Something went by. What the hell was it? Okay. It was just me. All right, here's what I was going to say. I'm still trying to put this in some context that you might take it and try it and get something out of it because it's not just... Me staying here coming, talking about since because I thought it was a clever way of putting it that all of this is not the struggle to awaken 
of the search for enlightenment, what you're trying to do is you're trying to stop. Trying to stop it. Maybe I should have told you that one first. Trying to stop it. The hidden properties, if I may use Microsoft terminology, now that I'm getting hip. The hidden properties of the description, the view that all this is, is I'm trying to stop it. Here's how I did it to me. Remember, don't take this literally, unless you want to, and then et cetera. Is that I can say, well, I'm not trying to awaken. I catch myself, you know, my mind drifted off somewhere. I'm talking back to a billboard. Just the ordinary run of the thing. Oh, Jesus. You know, sitting there by yourself. Nobody knows it but you in your head and driving along in your car. And there you are talking and arguing with a billboard, making some smart-ass remark. And then that reminds you of something that happened 22 years ago that you're still mad about regarding concerning some person that's been dead now 21 years. You think, good God. But rather than the idea, well, I've got to stop this. I've got to stop my mind from doing this. I've got to stop going to sleep like that. I've got to stop letting the dog of my mind chase after every passing descent. You know, I've done them all. I've done all I ever read and heard about several decades ago, and that's why I got down to making up my own, as you know. But rather than all that, my latest favorite is that I discard my mind. Now, I'm not trying to awaken. I'm not trying to wake up from being asleep. I'm just trying to stop it. And then, here's the thing that it's then like my mind goes, it shakes everything. My mind goes, stop what? You know, it's not enough information. I'm trying to stop it. And it's like my mind goes, well, uh, but, but, you know, specifically what? As though my mind, I've looked at my mind, I'm just making all this up on the spot, remember. But here's the way I do it. It's then as though my mind feels as though it's been attacked. As though I had looked at my mind and said, all right, you know, my mind's doing a whole bunch of stuff. And as though as I stuck, pointed my finger in the midst of all this chaotic, continual activity, and I go, all right, that's got to stop. Imagine my mind is the parliament of mad birds. No one will sit down. Nobody's in charge. And it's all this scurrying around. The many eyes of a man's mind. The many different thoughts. Many in conflict. Many absolutely ignorant of one another's existence. But anyway, it's as though I pointed to my mind and go, wait a minute. And I pointed down the midst of all of this. And it's like a, some sort of chicken fight going on inside of a burlap bike. It's just jumping around everywhere. And I just pointed and I go, all right, that's got to stop. And it's though my, your, my mind goes, well, all right, well, well, what? What are you pointing at? You get me? Like there's so much going on. Hundreds of these little voices, one replacing another, one thought after another. But, thanks to my lifetime of effort, I sort of see them all at one time, rather than appearing serially. And so it's, though, imagine it's this chaos, that my mind is all these fragments. It's all these little bitty eyes in there, these little bitty minds making up the one mind. And so I point my finger, all this chaos going on, this turmoil. And I go, wait a minute. Now, this, this, that's got to stop. Now, I'm pointing down in there, and so my mind turns around, and it knows what's going on down there. It knows the 
it knows the frantic activity. It knows the nature of it. And so the mind goes, you know, because it could be under attack. The mind sighting it goes, all right, now wait, what are you pointing at? And because if I get too serious, if I showed any strength in this, it's like the mind, it might be something that will stop. Maybe it will placate me. Or maybe it's something that's going to defend to the death. Who the hell knows? I guess I'm just making this up. I'm trying to trick you into you know, nudging you over. But it's as though I, and that's why I love, you know, to me, I no longer think about what I'm trying to awaken. I mean, I haven't in a long time, but I think about it all the time. But I do not think what I'm trying to awaken. I do not think of myself as being awake or unawake or enlightened or unenlightened. I think about what I'm doing now. I'm on a continuing quest to stop it. I just absolutely love it because, in a sense, my mind, like my ordinary mind, if I must, in a sense, my ordinary mind is really kind of annoyed by it. It's as though my ordinary mind is no longer annoyed by it. Well, by God, you watch it because you know by now I am dedicated to being more and more awake more and more of the time. You know my mind? Yeah, you're right. I mean, my mind is really concerned about that threat. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. But, and of course it just, nothing else, it just goes on talking and it just drags me off anyway. But, if I say, I got one intention, well, to me, I don't stand there and talk to myself like this, but look at your mind, you know how it works. I'm just having to say, I say to myself. But it's, the actual words come back. And I love it. I smile. I still grin every time I think about it. I'm not, as I said, I assume you get all this some way or the other. Is I'm ashamed. I wish I'd never even... I just wish I had thought of this years ago. So for, I wouldn't have spent 20 or 30 or 40 years talking about trying to awaken, trying to achieve enlightenment. If I had been enlightened and awake enough, 30 or 40 years ago, I would have said, I'm at the point of all this. I know all this stuff about trying to wake up and achieve enlightenment and uh, realize the great liberation. Yeah, I understand all that. No offense to it. But look, let, let me cut through all that bullshit. What you're trying to do, what this is all about is, it's all going on in your mind, some places exist, and here's what you're trying to do. Forget about you're trying to stop it. Of course, I'm just making up a dream world. But I think now, if I had understood it that well and could have said that years ago, then when I met some of you or anybody I'd ever talked to, if they were really inclined to ever get to the bottom of this, as soon as they'd have heard it, they would have gone through something like their mind, they would go, wow, that's it. And then the mind would go, wait a minute. That's not, no, wait a minute. Trying to stop what? Could you be more specific? And had I had the understanding sufficient back then, the answer would have been, no. Even if you had said, well, I, the idea is intriguing. It's, it rings a sympathetic note. But would you be more specific? I mean, I, I feel like it's round. I'm about to get it. But when you say that the whole point is you're trying to stop it, just could you be a, a little more specific about exactly what? No, I couldn't. Or, no, I won't. Is the point. And there's your mind. From my view, even though I may be making all this up, not all of it, my mind's 
from my view, my mind's attitude toward, well, I'm still struggling for enlightenment. I want to be awake all the time. Never take a dose. Never be distracted. That's, that's my only goal anymore. My mind doesn't care. My mind's not upset by that. I don't have to go into detail. I think you got it five minutes ago when I mentioned it. My mind, shall we say, has learned to quite peacefully, easily coexist with my great mystical aim. For me to go, well, and catch my mind off wondering if I tried something like, well, you better go ahead and have that kind of fun of wandering off and threatening people and digging up old debts and dreaming about it. You better go ahead and enjoy it because I get, I'm getting better and better at this all the time. And so you may not have you know, that much longer, that much more time to play that little shit. You better watch it. Yeah, that scares my mind to death. They go, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Doesn't it yours? Do you realize how awake I am most of the time? Ooh, ooh. Do you realize I might be as enlightened, I might be as awake when I, at my best as anybody on this planet? It's possible. What do you think of that? I never tell anybody, but that's just me and you. And you've got to have some awareness of it. And if you don't, I'm telling you outright. I'm telling you right now. What do you think of that? My mind goes, ooh, ooh, stop it, you're scaring me. <laughs> Notice when sometimes when you're, when you're in the presence of your superiors, not in your presence, when you're talking about them behind their back, I should say. Notice sometimes how you'll lapse into sarcasm. You know, it's like sticking your tongue out at the king when his back's turned. So I talk this way about my mind. But, the exception being, in my case, I can say, all right, never mind all that, you know, I'm not that upset by you anymore, and et cetera, and et cetera. And I just, I remember my new one, I go, damn of all this, all I've been trying to do all my life, all I'm still doing now, if I'm not absolute, if I'm trying to do anything, which means I'm not as awake and enlightened as I could be at the moment, so if I'm trying to do anything, it proves that I'm not up to snuff. Not up to par, but then I think, yeah, but at least now I got this delightfully new description of it that's just right, just right. Is all I'm doing is I'm trying to stop it. And that is what I say, in a sense, throws my little mind off. It goes, ah, 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 ah. Which is the whole point of any damn method if you hadn't looked at it that way by yet. The whole point is to throw your mind off. That was the whole point originally. I'm, I, I can picture how it went. That some guy dug up Abraham's grandfather. Well, I guess it had been Adam's son. Confucius's great-great-grandfather. Somebody went to the first guy that tried to stop it. That actually... Tried to stop it. And I imagine went to him and said, they had the, the two guys probably been talking most of their life and finally one of them says the other one. Like the old much later story of Buddha and the priest that they saw him and go, uh-oh. They just saw him and said, you did it. They'd all been trying to do it if you remember the story for years and years and then they split up. Next time they saw him, they took one look and they go, uh-oh, you got it. So let's picture it was Adam's, one of his sons, 
And one of his friends, they had talked about this for years and years, and they didn't see each other. Then they saw each other. And the other guy looked at Adam's son, and he goes, you got it, didn't you? Maybe Adam's son smiled. And the guy said, what can I do? I've been out trying to do it, stuff we've been thinking about and talking about years ago, and I hadn't gotten anywhere. What would you suggest I do? And I can imagine. He says, well, right, try this. Uh, when you get through working every day, when you don't have any responsibilities, go off in the woods or somewhere by yourself where no one can get to you and just sit down, kind of close your eyes. Don't go to sleep, but just close your eyes. Just sit in a comfortable position so that you're not really that aware of your immediate environment. Find a soft place that's on the ground or a cushion. And then just sit there and uh, don't talk. Just relax and uh, sort, of, sort of watch what's going on in your head. Just relax. There's no real point to it. Just sit there. The whole point was to upset the mind. But look what it turned into. As now people spend a lifetime, they do it 10 hours a day, 10 days a week. It's a year in the Orthodox monasteries. They have double up time where they sit for like 20 hours. The whole point was to go and do that for just a few minutes, just enough to upset you. But see, that's the way it goes. You do something that upsets the mind, and then what happens? It adopts it as a habit. That's why I say the threats of, do you realize that being more awake is constantly taking, is distracting from you, I say to my mind. You realize that, don't you? And I go, oh, yeah. I say, you realize the better I get at this, the less and less opportunity you're going to have to operate mechanically the way you have all your life, just that. You know, stumbling around. You realize that, don't you? My mind goes, <laughs> Art, put it to you another way. I say that everybody could get to the bottom of this who was interested if you would simply think differently. Of course, <laughs> there's a small problem, if we will call it that. You think differently and you go, God damn, he's right. And then the next day, the way in which you were thinking that was different is now what? That's the norm. It's that very kind of thing that the, the mind can believe it's making progress when all it does is its underwear. And the mind cannot realize that. The world would not be, as mystics call it, asleep. People could not... Of course, remember, at least you always have to point it out, it seems. This is not an attack. Nothing is wrong be this way or we would not be living life as we have it. It would not be human life. But ordinary men would not live in a reality that they perceive primarily through the mind rather than through their instincts and their body. Or as mystics say, they would not be in captivity. They would not be deluded. They would not be asleep. Mind, though, adopts to anything, and it has nothing. It cannot stand away from itself. There is no other mind, and therefore the mind, if it feels like it's making progress, if it says it's making progress, if it thinks that it has changed, who's going to say otherwise? The only possibility is some other human. And that's going to have a lot of effect. You say, well, I'm not at all like I used to be. And your mother, a friend... Somebody says, yeah, you are. And your mind goes, are you nut? Are you You don't realize how much I've changed? 
You go, shit, I've known you all your life. You hadn't changed a bit. You were a guy out of here. What kind of nonsense? I thought you were... I can't believe I've been friends with you all these years, and you're that stupid. The point is, the mind, your mind, has absolutely no outside standard by which to judge itself. We pretend, take IQ tests, play quiz games, but everybody knows that that's not a, an objective measurement. No one accepts it. Everyone still argues over it. Your mind has nothing by which to judge itself. It cannot stand away from itself. Well, maybe you should separate those two descriptions because each one offers its own benefit to me. It has nothing by which to judge itself. Nothing. No one's mind does, whether you're awake or asleep. There is nothing outside your mind by which your mind can judge itself, can measure, well, I'm not as asleep as I used to be. Last time we were here, I wrote a news item. I didn't get around to talking about it. That one guy said, because this is what I was talking about. One guy said, I know that he was a man who'd been struggling for years with this sort of thing. And he said that he had noticed something quite curious. He said that he had no doubt whatsoever, there was not a doubt in his mind, that, that he had made some sort of progress. He wasn't going to argue the point. He just, he felt, he knew himself, that he was not the same person that he was when he undertook this journey, when he undertook trying to awaken. So he said, I am not satisfied completely with the results, but I am absolutely satisfied that I have changed, I have grown, I am more awake. Blah, blah. He said, well, here's the curious thing. My mind seems to have been left behind. I guess you've got to be pretty awake to grasp that. Because it doesn't seem to make sense. Well, surely most of you do. That is a curious thing. And as far as I can see, from my view, few people ever realize that. They can say... Well, I am, I may not be up to the level of a Buddha, but my God, I am much more awake than I was when I started. And if I suggested, but have you noticed that your mind got left behind all this as you, as you were making this progress, that your mind is stuck, that your mind is really like stuck back in your teen years? Or if I say, when did, about when is your clearest memories over some expanded period of time? If you said, well, 13 12, 13, 14. I go, well, have you noticed? I'm not questioning your claim, your insistence that you have made progress, that you have grown, that you are more enlightened, you're less asleep. I'm not questioning that. I'm just asking, have you noticed that your mind hasn't? That your mind has really lagged behind? And is literally, if you think about it, notice it, it's still back where it was when you were, as you said, 12 or 13. Outside of you people, I wouldn't try to tell anybody that. They go, no. If you don't notice that, if you're not a, if you can't be made aware of that, then uh, you're engaged in greater self-deception than I think either you or I would like to imagine. 
And it doesn't sound right, does it? And when you first hear it, it doesn't seem right. That, well, no, something's wrong. It's got to be another allegorical statement or you must mean something else. Ah, there's no doubt that you feel, just everybody admit it, that you feel like, well, I have made some progress. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to brag. I don't, I don't compare myself. But I am not as asleep as I used to be. I'm not as stupid. Well, I'm not as asleep. To use a good old all-purpose term, I am not as asleep as I was when I started this. I stayed asleep a long time, even when I thought I was doing something. But now I can look back, and I am not as asleep as I was. And immediately you can think of specific areas that if an example were demanded, you could come up with some. But if you just turn and look, again, I'm not questioning that you can say and you can feel, I have made, I am more awake than I was. And I say, but have you noticed that your mind got left behind? you got to be good to hear that. You've got to be good to realize what I'm saying, the truth of it. Not that I'm correct, but the truth of it. It's in you. But if you leave it to your mind, can you imagine your mind's going to go, wow, I never realized that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I say that if you can turn and look, it's a fact. And I agree with the man. Isn't that curious? Without any doubt, I mean, it's not even worth discussing. I don't give it a second thought. I am much less asleep, just constantly. At my worst, I'm less asleep now than I was when I started this, when I was 15, except for this. My mind has quite literally been left behind. And, of course, then you're left with the, that's the basis of the curiosity of it all is, wait a minute. How can I, how can I have made this progress, gone through these changes? How can I have done that and my mind not been a party to it? That I have moved forward, that I have moved forward, but my mind has not. That's the kind of thing, sitting at home alone throughout my life. It gives me, as little Richard would say, the heebie-jeebies. It's not quite as good as an orgasm. If it's sing alone, I mean, what can you ask for? And it's in your head. But it's like shivers. To realize that. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I know that many of you, if not all of you, have your own experiences and probably do this, I assume by now, pretty constantly. But I don't even know how to describe to realize something like that. And it always, words come along with it. But to realize, yes, without any doubt. I mean, it's not, without any doubt, I am much more awake at my worst now. I am much more awake than I was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But my mind's not. And to instantly realize from any sort of ordinary, reasonable, even mystical view, to suddenly realize that's not possible, which is not the way I t think about it, but I'm trying to get you to, you know what I mean, that that's not possible. You'll never hear that. You'll never read it. No one would ever tell you that. And I realized, well, if I told almost anybody else in the world, they wouldn't get it. Like I said, you don't know the ones I never tell you. 
maybe I shouldn't hold back, but I feel like, well, even the best of people could be overtaxed. <laughs> it can't be, can it? And yet there it is. I am more awake, but my mind's not. And I know damn well that all I, all I am is my mind. All you can do is, all I can do is kind of hug myself. Not to actually do it, but, you know, that kind of thing, kind of hug yourself and just kind of shiver and think, well, isn't that great? Well, it is. <laughs> Trying to stop. I like it so much, I, I, I can't think about it a lot because every time I start thinking about it, I think, well, enough of this shit. I'm going to wind back up. Sign me up for United or a Delta card again. I'm going to start flying to New York, L.A., San Francisco, London. I'm going to start flying around the world, tell people to put up a few posters or I'll just send over money for classified ads. I'm going to start showing up. I'm never going to say the word. I'm never going to mention awakening or enlightenment or Buddhahood or any of that shit again. I'm going to say, well, you people, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I'm going to tell you what it is. The whole thing is what it's about. You don't understand it. Nobody ever told you plainly, but I'm about to. What you want is to stop it and to go from there. But that's it. That's all I'm involved with. That's all I know about. That's the whole point of it, is you're trying to stop it. Like I said, I can't think about it too much or I get all worked up. Of course, now I sometimes really get carried away and like to imagine that I show up somewhere, fly all the way to London or Paris. And I get and I make that statement. I keep on and on and suddenly it's like Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. <laughs> the audience begins to rebel and there's fistfights break out and hoots and hollers and people stand up and turn their back on me and you know, Bleh! And I just know I would... The danger is I'm sure I would enjoy it even more than Igor did, his episode. Because you can't let it go too far. They start treating you like they did, on the other hand, Wagner at times. So, start having fun and you can always overdo it and it turn on itself. Such as me adding that. See, I should have... <laughs> I understood that and enjoyed it. And it brought the rest of you down. Everybody liked the thing about the debut of Rite of Spring. And obviously enough of you knew about the alleged fights and riots. But no, would I let it stop there? I had to push it on and drag in Wagner. No wonder I'm so depressed all the time. And I wish you people keep quit accusing me of being depressed all the time. Not all the time. That concludes this talk. Be sure to visit us at jancox.com where you can search through 3,000 talks for topics of interest or just leave us a message.